Do you know the biggest difference between dogs and humans? Other than the physical differences, of course. Hello, my name is Katherine Erickson, and welcome to another episode of Empowered Way. I have always been fascinated by dogs. They seem to know something that we only catch a glimmer of. They're always happy, always peaceful, and usually in the moment, unless they're hungry. My dog can sense my mood, and she's always happy to to see me, even if I've just left the room and come back after five seconds. Dogs are in the moment. I decided to write a story about that called Drop the Leash, Let Go of Your Past, and Live in the Present. And this is a book uh, where the narrator is a dog named Avatar. And Avatar is so tired of people uh, nodding themselves up, of keeping themselves small, of believing things that just aren't true, that he had to speak out and drop the leash was the result. So throughout the book, I dropped in short stories to illustrate the point. And the one short story I wanted to share with you is the difference between dogs and humans. So if you'll bear with me, I just wanted to read this to you. And remember, this is told from Avatar's viewpoint. And he is a golden retriever, so just keep that picture in mind. During one of my lifetimes, I was a seeing-eye dog. My girl was named Audrey, and we were together for many adventures. One day, we were standing in the checkout line at the grocery store. Audrey was used to walking the three blocks to the corner market with me, and it had become a daily event. Everyone in the store knew us, and so did a lot of the customers. While we were standing in line, the woman who was about to pay became very agitated and angry. Her voice rose to a higher pitch, and her words came out in machine-gun fashion. The cashier, a sweet high school girl named Abby, was trying to calm her down, but it just wasn't working. A whine escaped from my throat, but Audrey put her hand on my head to reassure me, and that's when we heard it. A man behind us started grumbling about people who work hard for their food And she's paying with food stamps, and she's upset? Several of the people in line began agreeing or nodding their heads. All the action was taking place at the front, however, and it attracted the store manager's attention. Mike was a quiet guy, very soft-spoken, but he ran his store with a high expectation of his employees. He looked at Abby and smiled, letting her know it was okay. She relaxed a bit and backed away so Mike could take over. After Mike checked the balance in the lady's account and found it was accurate, he told, he told her that she didn't have enough money to pay for her groceries. There was a two-second silence. Everyone within 25 feet was waiting to see how she reacted. She started screaming obscenities at Mike, Abby, and everyone else who was in that store. Her anger was so palpable 
that the grumblers in line began voicing their opinions. It quickly turned into one of those ugly situations where no one is listening and everyone is upset. Audrey just stood there frozen. I nudged her hand to ask permission to go, and she unclipped my leash, tears glistening in her blue eyes, reflecting her heartbreak. I wove through the crowd until I reached the angry woman who, who didn't have enough money. I sat down in front of her and whined, waiting for her to acknowledge me. It took a few minutes, and I had to bark sharply, but she finally broke out of her angry tirade against another customer and looked down. I sat very still, loving her with my eyes. My mouth was closed, and I focused on being an open channel for love to pour through me to her. It took several seconds, but I could see the instant that she felt it. Her entire demeanor changed from anger to shock. The intense emotion that she was drowning in stilled. It wasn't peace, but it was an opening for peace. The woman tried to speak several times, but the words struggled to come out. The mayhem of discord was still swirling around her, but she and I were inside a bubble. Love protected us and connected us. She squatted down in front of me and looked deeply into my eyes. I held her gaze, and I felt our connection. After a few seconds, she took my face in her hands and kissed me gently on the forehead. And then she stood up, a different person than before. Whose dog is this? she asked the crowd. At first, no one heard her. She asked again, this time in an authoritative tone that captured everyone's attention. Mike, the store manager, stopped in mid-sentence and pointed to Audrey, who looked like she wanted the ground to swallow her whole. The leash in her hand declared her as my owner. The strident voices of people talking and not listening had slowly wound down. Silence filled the space where anger had just swirled. Act one was over. Now it was time for the climax and the resolution. As the woman slowly turned towards Audrey, everyone felt the energy shift. Bodies moved backwards as the woman moved towards her. When she was standing directly in front of Audrey, the older lady gently took Audrey's hand and asked her to look up. Audrey slowly raised her head and her eyes looked at the spot where the woman's voice was located. Look at me, child, the older woman demanded. Audrey smiled slightly and shrugged, her eyes focused on a distant horizon only she could see. The woman was about to demand attention again when she finally realized the situation. She took one more look at Audrey, the leash in her hand, then back at me. My harness clearly said, seeing eye dog, please do not touch. <sighs> the woman sighed and shook her head, saying to herself, Lordy, Lordy. I enjoyed this part, and I was grinning as only a golden can, teeth showing and mouth wide open. The tip of my tail was swishing back and forth, sweeping the floor with my joy. 
The woman straightened her shoulders and took a deep breath to calm herself. She turned to the small group of people and began talking. I have a confession to make, she said softly. I came into the store to buy some things for my grandchildren. Only thing is, I didn't have any money except for these food stamps. I hate using these to feed my family, but some days it's just necessary. She shook shook her head and said softly, This was one of those days. Everyone was shifting uncomfortably because they knew the embarrassing part was coming up. I decided to do my part and began to lean against several people, nudging their hands. They began to stroke my head or pat me as they listened to her story unfolding. When I got up here to the cashier stand to pay, the lady continued, I wasn't sure if I had enough money in the account. You ever had that worry, mister? She pointed directly to the man who had been standing behind us, grumbling about people not pulling their weight and taking other people's money. To his credit, the man looked sheepishly at the woman and nodded his head. The woman continued, When this young girl told me what I suspected, I just lost it. I know what y'all were thinking, deadbeat, poor, beaten, sad. She turned to Abby, the high schooler, whose second day on the job had taken a turn that she never could have anticipated. Sweet child, I am so sorry to take my frustration out on you. Please forgive me. Abby could only nod, her blue eyes bright with tears. They hugged awkwardly over the counter. The woman turned to the rest of us who were mesmerized by her. I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Lida James, and yes, I am poor in money, but not in spirit. She stopped for a moment to gather her thoughts and then leaned over to me and gave me a hug. I forgot how rich I am in spirit when I stood there feeling embarrassed and so small. Lida looked around very slowly and acknowledged each person. And then she smiled and said, I hope you will forgive me. It took this sweet dog to remind me that my circumstances are not what define me. Time seemed to stand still and everyone waited for someone to respond. My impatience at the stubbornness of humans finally got the best of me. I did the only thing I could to move this situation forward so everyone could see what it really was, a great lesson. I started twirling around as if chasing my tail, barking and looking like a crazy lunatic. My antics provided a humorous interlude and everyone started laughing, sharing in my joy. It broke the tension and people came up to Lida and hugged her, telling her that it was going to be okay. The last person to approach her was the grumbly guy who had made such a fuss. He was a large man, hands rough from hard work with nails unclean. His demeanor was completely different from the indignant man who had judged Lida so harshly. Instead, he was humble and respectful. Miss Lida, he began softly, I should ask for your forgiveness. I was rude, judgmental, and completely out of line. She stood there looking at him and smiled. Well, I guess we both have a lot to learn, don't we? He laughed and they hugged. 
I barked my approval and returned to Audrey, grinning as she clipped the leash back onto my harness. I stretched inside just another day at the office. So that's the end of that short story. I had such a great time writing it. And I don't know about you, but I've been in those situations before where someone just goes off and you don't know what to do. Well, follow Avatar's lead and send love. Send waves of love to that person. And if enough people do that, they will feel it. They will know that they're not acting from love. They're acting from some emotional need. And when you find out their backstory, you'll be surprised. So thank you for listening. This is another episode of Empowered Way. I hope that you find those people who need your love so desperately and send it in waves. Make a tsunami of love and have that energy carried to them. And once you do that, you're done. It's up to them whether they want to accept it or not. So just know I'm sending you waves of love. And I am so grateful that you're here. Namaste.